Welcome back to The Fallen Fruit. We're The Fallen Fruit. I'm Katherine Urban. Stephanie Genese. Lynette Ramos. And today we are offering you our fourth episode. And we are talking about the dark moon phase. <laughs> so we're talking about the dark moon phase because we kind of took a little hiatus. Yeah. A little bit of a pause. Mm-hmm. Pause, which was necessary. Yeah. You have to take a pause. We had a lot of personal stuff that we needed to tend to, and it was good. And, you know, uh, sometimes you do need to check out for a little bit. So, yeah. I feel like, especially in this society where it's always produce, 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 like, what have you done today? What, like, productivity levels and. Like you always see those memes like you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce and it's like well Beyonce probably has like an on-call therapist and a chef and <laughs> you're like I have to do all this shit by myself so while I'm also drowning in debt and I don't get to vacation in St. Bart's so right we're not all Beyonce <laughs> no unfortunately bless unfortunately. her I love her but <laughs> so The dark moon phase, it is something that is very natural and something that occurs in nature. And like Stephanie mentioned, like we live in a society where there's a lot of emphasis on productivity, like the yang of, you know, as opposed to valuing the yin, valuing the dark part of our nature. And we see this in the seasons, you know, we have winter is like the period of darkness and hibernation and revitalization beneath the soil in the winter the roots are doing their thing they're kind of shrinking together gathering power preparing to reburst forth in bloom in the spring and so sometimes we need that sleep like we do every night we go to sleep to recharge our batteries we can't just stay on all the time yeah that's how we burn out mm. and as you mentioned in society it's almost like it's supposed to be linear like a b c d but it's it's not necessarily that way it it may be cyclical it may be where you have to repeat a certain pattern and so sometimes when we when we feel like we're not going in this linear fashion and, and things don't make logical sense we may feel like we're off but we may be following more of the natural cycles than we think exactly yeah i mean and like you said with the roots like the in the winter underground the roots are doing their thing which is essentially what we were doing on a personal level you know taking care of home taking care of our foundations our roots the things that kind of keep us planted here on earth um and you have to so the end of winter and beginning of spring which is still like the second part two of winter here in Cleveland. Mm. So (laughs) we were, yeah, tending the roots still, getting ready for spring. And like now it's starting to finally feel like that season of blooming. And And for me, it was quite literally my roots. Like my husband and I, we, you know, just to share personal story, like my husband and I, we were told that we had 60 days to move out of our house. So that sent us on an urgent search for another place to live. And of course it ended just fine. Like we're totally fine, but I just needed to tend to my roots and pull like just to my central needs. And yeah. 
Yeah. So, but here we are. Yeah. We made it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're peeking out. Like you can see our little seedling heads. You need to root so you can rise, as they say in yoga sometimes. And, yeah. you know, so like the period of winter, you know, we're tending to the roots, really anchoring in, preparing. It's also a reflective period. Mm-hmm. So these dark periods of the cycle um, are very, very valuable for reflection. And then, of course, you blossom in the spring and then you come into full bloom in the summer and these and then you start to kind of fall away in the fall. And this cycle is everywhere in mm-hmm. nature. This cycle is, you know, it follows like the moon, the dark phase of the moon. It culminates to the full moon. And we get a new moon phase every month, mm-hmm. yeah. really. Yeah, and it also makes me think of like childbirth, that time where it's like um, things are blooming or things are growing, but you can't see them yet. And sometimes it can be painful and uncomfortable. And I think that it's really about using kind of our like our chemical way of taking something and using it for our benefit. So it's like, okay, this might be painful and uncomfortable. And going back to what you said about introspection, what do I need to learn here? What have I been missing? How can I move forward more efficiently? What can I do to like move forward more with more power and more wisdom? And then even when we give birth, it's, it can be painful, but then ask any mother or most mothers, once it's born, it's like you look back and realize, wow, there was such beauty in that process Mm -hmm. and i feel so joyful and so like grateful now but during the process yeah (laughs) we don't feel that way and there's so much value there yeah think about all the preparation that you're doing right all the psychic communication that you're doing with your new creation Mm -hmm. i think even when it comes to like art or creativity or whatever you're passionate about there are those times where you're not producing as much, you know, you're not putting it out there, but the work's still being done, you know, and me as a writer, sometimes like I'll only jot down like a few lines in my notebook and then I'll get down on myself like, oh, I haven't written anything. And, and then I have to stop and think like, well, I did write something. Maybe it was just two lines, but it was something. Um, Or even if you're reading, you know, you're still taking it in. You're still getting the ingredients you need you know for the pot of soup and eventually it will be done and it will nourish you and the people that you love but while it's happening while you're chopping everything and you're like god this fucking sucks i hate chopping onions i gotta chop like two of these uh chopping all this stuff and you're like i feel like it's never gonna be done but when it is done it's like the most beautiful most rewarding and but yeah i mean it's like seeds you know you plant them and they don't bloom that day and so it's a matter of you know again we live in a society that kind of makes us feel bad if we're not being productive to the max and Mm -hmm. there are periods in life where there is a readiness to be in that full swing of doing right Mm -hmm. but can't be expected to be there all the time yeah and I think a lot of teachings will try to rush you out of that phase like oh be positive oh here's a technique to take you out of that sadness or take you out of that dark place but like going back to like an artist some of the greatest singers why did they have this amazing piece of work is because they had the breakup (laughs) 
right. or they had some sort of rejection and they had to like go in and and fight and cry and and feel like they weren't going to get out of this space but then they were able to like bring such beauty mm-hmm. so it's like again it's not comfortable during the process but it's like finding the beauty how can we it's hard to sit in sadness or sit when things are building because we we want to hurry up and get out of that so it's like how can we sit back um i had an experience that taught me it's like when you're going through something you're trying to push forward instead of trying to rush to that next place it's like just lean into where you are yeah Mm -hmm. and it, it kind of showed me that the universe has this timing and this process that there's so many steps that have been figured out that we can't see but again it's like this pacing and we have to really be able to kind of like connect with where we are instead of trying to again force ourselves out of it absolutely yeah. yeah so i mean there's so much value then in these dark periods and yeah. i think that you know when we're in that full swing of productivity that's more like our sun that's more like the yang energy of putting out you know Mm -hmm. and we live in a culture where we don't place as much value on the dark on the yin periods Mm -hmm. and um, we see that everywhere in the way that we treat old people the way that we treat people of color Mm -hmm. you know the way that we treat people who aren't contributing to society in like the workforce Mm -hmm. so we find that there's not a whole lot of support for these people Mm -hmm. um and so what can we what can we do i mean i also think that we see that with like death you know our relationship with death we fear what we don't understand right but like i feel like as a culture there's so much value in that rite of passage and we just haven't opened up to collectively understand it better or have mm-hmm. more support through that rite of passage yeah like <laughs> funny quick little story so my oldest son was doing a poetry prompt at school and it was like um an i they gave you like the first few words and then you had to finish the line so it was like i am i feel i want i hear i see you know i am um but his took on this very sort of like morbid tone, I guess, according to the teacher. Like the teacher's great, but she called me like, I'm just concerned. You know, the poem is like, I feel or I hear death calling. I feel my ancestors nearing. And it's like this poem about death and like the impending sort of like doom of it. Um, and he's 11 and (laughs) the poem was really great though. I was like, wow, like very, you know, emotional. It was, it painted a picture as a poet myself. I was like really proud, but yeah, yeah, this is your child. But yeah. And then everyone's like, but we're like the school psychologist is like, I'm just a little concerned. And I asked him about it and he's like, yeah, I think about death and it's scary to think, you know these people won't be here anymore so I tried to sit down and like talk to him and you know be like that's why we have religion it gives people hope in this big unknown like nobody knows that's one of life's biggest mysteries is what happens when we die you know it's kind of sad or shitty to think it's just lights out and that's it Mm -hmm. um so we kind of cling to something because 
if not, then it is like, what's the purpose? And that can be a really dark in a more negative sense to be. Like at least seeing the darkness and seeing something on the other side, whatever it is you believe that like gets you through. So that's why I was like, well, people believe in reincarnation. People believe in heaven and hell. People believe, you know. That's really cool. So he felt a little bit better, needless to say, but you know and like you said i think the teachers were well-meaning but yeah to me the fact that he can talk about it mm-hmm. to me is is more healthy right because right. if we don't talk about it if we act like that's not our reality right then to me he's he may have more of a challenge as he gets older because some people obviously that's one of our biggest fears is death right so to me i appreciate the fact that you're able to even have those conversations because these are the things that we need to like address instead of trying to just yeah just you know sweep under the rug like you know yeah and not deal with it and i try i told the counselor i was like well you know we do have like an ancestral altar in our dining room so every day (laughs) he eats breakfast you know (laughs) he's looking at like his great grandparents or all these people that have passed on and it's like hey it's in his face it's it we talk about it often so it's good it's healthy to talk about yeah yeah that's awesome that you guys are open about when it. you brought up the altar were they like okay well anyway thanks a lot <laughs> we really appreciate you talking to yeah. us about this and then ended the conversation like no they were great they like sent me a copy and you know well they say that um i guess in the movie coco mm-hmm. that I they did seen it okay. they talk about the three deaths and the first is like the awareness that one day you will die okay and then the second is when you die and then the third is the last time someone speaks your name. Yeah, like nobody mm. remembers you in the living world anymore. Ah, and it's I love that movie. Yeah, I mean we've also watched it a bunch with the kids, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like he's eleven, and then when you get around the age of eleven or twelve, you get what's called your Jupiter return. Mm. And the Jupiter, like the Jupiter return, is basically carries a lot of themes of Jupiter. And Jupiter deals with understanding the bigger picture. And, you know, around that age, you start to learn that there's like a whole big world out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people buy their first like tarot or I bought my first astrology book at age 12 because Mm -hmm. you start asking those questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jupiter in astrology often deals with abundance and good luck and prosperity and all the good things, having but like of course you can have too much of a good thing so there's also downsides that come with jupiter but for the most part it's a benefic planet it's real positive it's about growth it's about understanding it's about what's possible but oddly enough you'll see jupiter associated with death you know when someone Mm. dies you'll see they're having a jupiter transit because a lot of times you're expanding beyond your physical body. Mm. You're freeing from your incarnation, incarceration. Mm. See what I mean? I like yeah. it. So he's probably right there at his Jupiter return. I never thought about it like that with Jupiter. Like so much abundance that you literally transcend the physical body. Yeah. Mind blown. I just transcended that fucking plane <laughs> of thought. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Pluto is the planet that deals with death and Mm -hmm. rebirth and transmutation and also healing. We're still actually getting to understand Pluto because we only discovered Pluto a hundred years ago. And generally you need to see the planet go the whole way around the Zodiac to have a full 
understanding of what that planet's gifts are. And so Pluto's orbit is 248 years, so we haven't seen it go all the way through. But the interesting thing is that when someone gets a Pluto transit, they're usually asked to die, let go, regenerate that area of life. And so we have physical death, but we also have death of things in our lives. We have so many different cycles going on at one time or another. And I mean, how many times have you gone through life and something happens where you're like, I need to let that die. I need to mm-hmm. let that go. I need to change. I need to shed my skin. Yeah. I mean, life is full of just tiny deaths. Like every day you're letting go of something. Something's changing. You're letting go of a thought pattern, a behavior, even just like negative self-talk. You know, you're constantly trying to let go of all the shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know there have been times for me where it's like I had to let go of something and I did it reluctantly and it was actually I felt like it wasn't my choice I felt like it was this universal just like we're going to make this decision for you and then on the other side of it of course I got something else that was beautiful that I would have maybe not had if I wasn't my hand wasn't forced in a way so it's one of those things that's like it takes this immense amount of surrender and faith because mm-hmm. you're like this can't be positive for me. Like when it's happening, it's like, I can't see anything about this that's beautiful or positive until you go through it. And then until you can kind of look back on it. And so sometimes it's hard because we don't want to have like this, um, this sense of faith that is like delusional, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? We don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have faith in this. But it's like, how do we find faith in times where we can't see and still feel like we're making good, solid choices. And so again, sometimes these universal prompts, it's like we have no choice. Yeah. We, we, don't, we feel like we don't have a way to make the decision. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's yeah. like do or die. So when we're talking about like, you know, going dark sort of, or retreating to like take care of the roots or something like that. You know, you talk about surrender and mine, Uh, was my relationship and knowing that I needed to work on that and sort of surrender myself to if I want to keep this relationship alive and strong and continue on um, then I need to sort of surrender to the way I feel as opposed to maybe you know thinking that I can't have everything I want all at once Mm -hmm. Um, my career my my ambition the things I want to do and be myself in all these avenues and take every part of me with me um so I was the surrender like that word just like oh yeah and just and you know not to get into like your personal stuff too much but like I can see the the synergy is so powerful like you guys were obviously in sync before and I knew that you guys loved each other but whatever has happened you can see the product and it's really beautiful and it's yeah. really powerful mm-hmm. and so again that that goes to our point right is yeah. that it's yeah. it can be difficult and it, it there's this sense of uncertainty yeah. of what's happening but again when you look back you're like oh this shit is dope like this shit yeah. worked out yeah. <laughs> like so it was worth it to be you know curled up in a ball crying a couple <laughs> nights for the outcome but like or when that, you're in it it's just so it's hard to messy. see the other side yeah, yeah it's no. messy beautiful to see on the other (laughs) side but yeah like 
you know, sometimes in order to get to that other side, you have to face, you know, what do I have to let go of? What is needed to let go here? You know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking about shedding skin and, you know, like the snake, and we're going to talk more about snake medicine in Mm. our next episode. But, you know, the idea of shedding one's skin and how uncomfortable that is Mm -hmm. to be in that place. But those of us who menstruate, there is also a shedding that occurs every month. Mm -hmm. And so those of us who menstruate are a little bit more in tune with this more rapidly occurring and more regularly occurring cycle of ovulation and shedding. You know, mm-hmm. like we go through that. Mm-hmm. I spoke with a, a shaman. He's um, originally from Colombia, but we were in Costa Rica and uh, we were in a ceremony that I had to deal with um, kind of the masculine and feminine dynamic and how uh, women um, historically have been very powerful spiritually, very connected with the unseen. But yet in certain roles, we are the subordinate. We're the helper. And I had a real issue with that and it came up for me. And so I had a conversation with him and he talked about that. He said, women have a natural way of cleansing, a natural way of being tapped into their intuition. And men have to kind of work at that. They have to find another way to do that. And so I think that it's an opportunity for us as women to honor that process. And then I feel like for men, it's like they have to find a way for them to do that too. How can they do the cleansing? How can they have that time of introspection? And so I think that some of the imbalances is because men are not encouraged to do something like that. And it could look differently, but I feel like they they should find a way to do that. Well, yeah, so like the cycle of the moon, Mm -hmm. you know, and historically the moon has traditionally been associated with women because it's instinctual, it's primal, it is like that psychic impulse right and then the sun is more like the hero journey and that was historically more taken on by men but now nowadays we all have a sun we all have a hero journey and we all have a moon and so in modern astrology we're not saying like oh the moon represents the women in your life and the sun is the men it can but like you also you know are encouraged to embody both of those things so when we look at the moon and the menstrual cycle that happens every month but and that's actually where we get the word moon month it's the same word but the sun goes through these cycles too so again we have like the seasons you know that's really dictated by the sun and men of course have their own cycles of shedding and rebirth too when we get into astrology you know we can see that through the pluto transits Mm mm-hmm And then there's also this really potent cycle called the progressed moon. And uh, so basically you get like in astrology, you you enter this like weird fourth dimensional realm where a day equals a year. So, for example, if there was a new moon uh, 14 days after you were born, then around the age of 14, you would go through that dark phase of shedding and rebirthing and I had my own progressed new moon cycle happen a few years ago and it was like right after I started studying astrology right after I went through like my obsessive phase and then some shit happened in my life that forced me to let go and I felt very unproductive and I felt 
very alone, very low energy. But then, you know, I'm coming out of that now and I see, I'm able to see how much value that period had in my life. Mm -hmm. And so everyone goes through this Mm -hmm. at different times in their life. So if you were born on a full moon, you would go through it around the age of 14. You, you would also go through it again in about 30 years because we're going by the progressed, um, like the moon phase. So a moon phase is about 30 days. That's interesting. I'm going to have to look at my son's chart because I always joke that my son didn't go through terrible twos. He went through terrible fives and then terrible like 13, 14. (laughs) Like for some reason he had like all of this anger and this like he was just he has a lot of power, but he was using it in a manipulative way. And even his um, guidance counselor would tell me like he's a natural leader. He's just not using his ability in the most productive way. So I'm going to have to look at that because he really dealt with a lot of anger and frustration and stuff around that time. Yeah, we can definitely look at that. And yeah, progressions in astrology are really cool because it makes it so personal. And then it really it really does give life to the idea that like your natal chart, your birth chart is a seed and it's literally like uncoiling like you are born with this cosmic clock and of course it brings up the question of fate and free will Mm. and in astrology of course there's an intermingling of both because some things you see it's lined up from your birth yeah and then it's up to you what you do with it that could be a whole other podcast that's a fascinating topic for me (laughs) and that that's really controversial there's so much that we need to talk about about yeah Yeah. just I only bring it up because again Everyone, no matter if you're if you're identifying with yin or yang, male or female or non-binary energy, you know, you have a progressed moon cycle. Mm-hmm. You will have Pluto transits and you're going to get old. You know, <laughs> age is another dark moon phase. Mm-hmm. You know, once mm-hmm. you start to get up there in age, you know, once you get into your 80s, you start talking about death. You start talking to death. You start talking to your ancestors. I mean, because you're, you're there. You're there. Yeah. It was uh, one of my friends whose grandmother recently passed. Um, she was like 100. And they, she said in the last few weeks that she'll be laying there and, you know, in Spanish, be talking about, oh, look, it's Jesus. Like, somebody get him a coffee. And it was like, <laughs> and they were like, we didn't know if she was going crazy or if, like, for real, like, somebody was coming to get her. And it's so funny that, like, the first thing she thought was, like, yeah, get him a plate, get him some coffee. <laughs> you guys Jesus got that coffee. bustelo around Yeah. <laughs> and Tinto. But I think... I've heard stories and even with my experience with my elders passing like that they do they start to see maybe their spouse who's passed on or other relatives or maybe even their children um, or just somebody on that other side quote unquote and they start to see them and like talk and reach out and I'm like well I think for sure it's because they are they're like half between here and there. and thinking about that dark moon phase that's what you know when my son we were talking about different religions or faiths or what you believe the afterlife is you know i told him i'm like i believe you know the way that the moon is the dark side of the moon is where the unborn and the no longer living kind of intermingle and all that energy is just there and then when somebody is born pieces and parts of all that energy come in to make them and i think that's why we have like deja vu and or 
you know, if you meet somebody and you're like, I feel like I've met you before, I've known you before, it might be that you did like pieces of your cosmic energy met in a previous life. And it might not necessarily be you, you know, that's very egotistical of us to think like, oh, I've done this before. Pieces of you have, but Mm -hmm. I don't think you as a whole person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I like that theory a lot. (laughs) I think I think about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even coming to when we talk about like end of life, like we've had this conversation before where like people find their voice, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they were more, you know, kind of reserved and submissive. And then as they come to this point where they're ready to transition or they're in that later phase of life, they like, listen, I'm just going (laughs) to tell it like it is. This is my opinion. Take it or leave it. And so. Again, I think it's these are things we can learn that, you know, how can we start using that energy now? How can we start using these transitions and phases for the benefit of us and our families and stuff instead of being, again, being afraid of it or yeah. shying away from it? Yeah, and when, when we start to do that, you know, that is going to reverberate into society, mm-hmm. you know? having a better relationship with rest you know yeah. there's like the nap ministry you yeah. see online that's like take a nap you're allowed to yeah. take a nap i love yeah. a nap yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i think um it's it's part of our process it's part mm-hmm. of the divine feminine or however you want to think about it there is a new force being awakened and as it starts to come in, you know, we have to start integrating. We have to start finding, you know, remembering the value in this, in the dark, because it, it really is a part of nature. It's this rhythmic cycle of nature and to try to be the sun all mm-hmm. the time. Like it's, that's exhausting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would burn out if the sun didn't get an opportunity to maybe rest so to say Mm -hmm. i mean it's not really resting it's on the other side of the planet (laughs) but um you know yeah if it constantly stayed on one side then some of us would be very it's too much sun how would you sleep how would you regenerate how would you rest um and then the other side just constantly in the dark would be pretty upset yeah and depressed i feel like (laughs) it makes me think of hypnosis because there's a lot of myths around what it is and people are afraid to unleash or tap into what they don't know and so it's it's almost this idea that oh if I don't address it if I don't open up that box it won't bother me when it's really the complete opposite what we don't look at what we don't address is going to kind of fester and kind of it's going to be something that plays out in our life subconsciously that we don't even see it, mm-hmm. but it's like seeping in through. And even like, you know, my son, like we've talked about, he's a Scorpio, he's 20 years old and we've talked about sexuality and desires. And I always talk to him about like, if there's something that you want to explore, find a way to do it that doesn't hurt anyone and that's healthy, but don't just act like you don't want that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like if we can bring these things to the forefront, have conversations around them, just acknowledge that this is a part of who we are. So I think that as a, as a whole, you know, I just encourage us to look into those dark places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Instead sure. of letting them kind of just come out in a way that isn't so good for everyone. Yeah. I feel like 
even especially in relationships, um, not just intimate romantic relationships, but if you're not talking about those parts of you or, you know, if you're even committing your life to somebody and you haven't discussed maybe here are these sort of weird kinks I have Mm -hmm. or these darker, maybe taboo desires. If you're not willing to go there with that person, then you probably shouldn't be with them because then it is it's going to like you said like a pandora's box it Mm -hmm. just sort of seeps out and then that's when it becomes you know a family unraveling because somebody two people weren't um honest with each other about who they were or what they were you know essentially and then you have this collateral damage that then affects these children then because everybody's trying to pretend oh no I just I like the farmer's market and monogamy it's my favorite and it's like (laughs) I love that you know like if you like to be choked out a little bit just say that to the person you're with I'm sure and they may love it too, they right? may love it too yeah. you could still go to the farmer's market after, but like maybe you went you get to choked the out. yeah <laughs> maybe you went to a sex club the night before like you know balance duality that's yeah. all I'm saying yeah and if you're conscious of it then yes absolutely yeah. and then you know sometimes you go through the dark period mm-hmm. at the time with your partner and things kind of come to light and like yes like address it address Address it as it as it comes up yeah for sure yeah but definitely stuffing it down is we've just seen but yeah (laughs) well I think that unfortunately that's uh when we look at religion Mm -hmm. you know that's they've kind of set the pace for certain things right so it's like you know don't have sex before you get married you know you're supposed as a woman you're supposed to be like this prim and proper and Mm -hmm. you know but then you have priests molesting children right so it's like that's what happens wouldn't it just be better if you were just a little freaky and just look this is who I am and then you're not hurting anyone in the process so that's what happens when the shadow gets repressed yeah Yeah. it turns like unfortunately very ugly and very harmful and so yeah there's value in the shadow there's value in the slower, more introverted, regenerative periods in our lives. There's value in letting go. There's value in death. There's value in reflectiveness and mm-hmm. not being productive all the time. Yeah. So um, what else can we I say think, to wrap up here? I think maybe we can talk about some ways. How do we deal? What are some ways we can work through that dark phase? You know, yeah. like even having conversations like this with people that you trust and if you're having a hard time or you have something that is really shameful for you or just difficult you know finding someone that you trust to talk through it um so i just think that we have to look at practical ways of dealing with this because it's super easy to talk about but it's not so easy to process the information and to sit in that uncomfortable place so I think, I think yeah oh, go, ahead. go ahead no uh, I was just gonna say I think sometimes just knowing what time it is in your life mm-hmm. is helpful because you know otherwise you're just get caught up with like I gotta keep pushing forward I gotta keep going but when you keep drawing the tower card in tarot mm-hmm. or if you know through your astrology transits or progressions what time it is in your life then I think it really does help you to understand okay this is what time it is it's time to like cut away the dead you know like the shoots on my stalk that have Mm -hmm. withered and they're just you know 
it's time to like cut them off yeah Mm -hmm. I think doing introspective things that feel good and feel productive in a sense that like it's producing that feeling of goodness or even just a little bit of happiness um during those dark times so reach out maybe to like a healer or a tarot reader um if you know that seems a little daunting even you know pick up a tarot book or like a tarot deck for yourself and maybe that pick up a new hobby while you're at home um not like a hobby but a practice Mm um and you know you can find decks online for like used for like 15 bucks or tarot swaps or something um but just finding something that brings you joy maybe getting into a yoga or a meditative practice or writing reading books that make you feel good watching things that make you feel good listening to music that makes you feel at least maybe even understood or um seen or just something you can relate to feeling like you're not alone i think is the most important yeah no for sure and also being okay with taking space to be alone is important too and i remember when i was going through this phase of my life that i mentioned i was in my obsessive astrology phase and my my teacher his name is john marcusella he told me okay Catherine, like you're in your balsamic moon phase that's that's the name for the last phase of the moon the balsamic moon and when Mm. we think about balsam like it's like the incense it's a spiritual time if you think about when you burn incense it's like i'm making offerings i'm connecting i'm asking for guidance Mm because the light is diminishing Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. and i was going through a yoga teacher training at the time and he's like yeah you know this is a period where education is about all this period is good for Mm -hmm. because i mean not everyone is gonna um seek to connect spiritually but like Mm -hmm. what are you connecting with connect with something bigger connect with something that gives you context and meaning and the ability to kind of synthesize and like again like as things kind of fade away you know like you said like having things to kind of support you along the way and I like to think too that like when you have menstrual cramps what do you do (laughs) you are gentle with yourself you do maybe some yin yoga you have your hot pack you've got your cookies you know yeah taking it easy yeah and it's trusting and um try not to compare because we're all at different cycles and different phases and so it's really hard if you're going through you know like that dark night of the soul or whatnot and you see someone else flourishing and advancing but you don't know when their phase was right and and so and even one of my cousins the other day said an overnight success takes 10 years yeah yeah so it's like we don't know the people that are around us or that we see what do they have to go through what do they have to let go of so we only see the finished product so we just really have to trust in our own process you can't judge the journey off the finished product not at all no no and there is this uh, meme I saw the other day and it well it wasn't a meme it said <laughs> it was from Coven's mm-hmm. Instagram it yeah. said stop being jealous of people in their winning season you don't know what they lost in their losing season Ooh, and that's that true. so has everything yeah. to do with what we're talking about yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about too because I loved I love that mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool dope so I guess that about wraps this episode up. 
thank you so much for joining us on the fallen fruit and you can find us where can people get in touch with you guys where can people follow you um you can follow me on instagram at st period g-i-n-e-s-e janese it's my last name um yeah, I usually post on there. I'm pretty adamant about it. Um, and you can see what I'm doing. And my website link is there and all that fun stuff. What about you, Lynette? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at um, Lynette, L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, period, Maris, M-A-R-I-S, three, or at my website, LynetteRamos.com. Cool. And then you can find me. I'm Astro Catherine on Instagram, and that is Catherine with a C. So stay tuned. We have more episodes of The Fallen Fruit coming right up for you. So, yeah. Peace. Peace. Bye.